2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: We go to our number one, not just in the top five, our number one. Mary Kay Cabot joins us on the show on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hello, Mary Kay.
0: Good morning, guys. How you doing? Uh, Yeah,
1: so-so. Indians are bad right now, so we're not in the best mood of ever. So hopefully you'll be able to cheer us up, Mary Kay. Uh, I know that Daryl has paid a lot of very close attention to all the new stuff with the uniforms and the possibilities with the new uniforms or not new uniforms with the new uh, throwback uniforms, I should say. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to Daryl this week. So I'm going to talk to you. What are you hearing about the possibility of the throwback uniforms that look like they may be unveiled when July 24th?
0: You know what? Daryl is your uniform guy. I am not as up on all things uniform as Daryl is. He's, the expert on all of that sort of stuff and I am not as plugged in so I can't I can't really speak to the uniform too much
1: is this something where you're saying that you just don't want to step on his toes is that it because that's very respectful
0: well it's a little bit of that but it's also a little bit of as I mentioned he uh you know he makes it his business to know everything there is to know about the uniform situation and the helmet situation and I love the Browns' new uniforms, but I just have not been as big on the whole uniform piece as, as some people have. I, I didn't love the old ones, I love the new ones. Um, but just, just in terms of uniform stuff in general, it's just not my number one thing.
1: Yes.
2: Uh, Mary Kay, we were about to have a discussion on which Cleveland Browns can put out an interesting top five list yesterday that got a lot of reaction about who has the most pressure going into the season. And I got to tell you, I agonized over trying to put together that list because right now feels like Browns are in one of the best spots they've been in at this stage in a long time, certainly since this station has been on the air. We're feeling so good about so much of this team, but yet there are some players who do have a lot of pressure that they have to perform this year or else. What names might come to your mind when thinking about that?
0: Well, you know, when I look at this team, I think there's so much talent across the board on this football team. I actually look at it more in terms of, uh, I I think they're going to have to spread the wealth around a lot. And I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest challenges, especially offensively, is how are they going to feed out all of these hungry, offensive skill players and make sure that everyone's happy. So I don't know that there is one particular person that has to carry the load in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I think if, if, you know, you look at someone that you would want to come up big this year, I think Odell is someone uh, that you could point to for that because, uh, you know, once again, he doesn't have any guaranteed money after this year. Uh, You know, he has to, you know, come off of a torn ACL. That's always difficult, although he looks amazing. Uh, But just, I I would say, you know, his name comes to mind, but there's just, so much support for everyone on this team in terms of other things, including you know a good defense for Baker, skill players for Baker, an offensive line, that it's just not on any one person's shoulders to try to carry this team.
1: Mary Kay Cavett joining us here on the show. Uh, what's the latest you've heard about Baker's contract?
0: Well, it's, it's still status quo right now. Uh, the last that I heard still was that uh, you know that they will be having these discussions at some point, but they hadn't had them uh, as of about two weeks ago in terms of proposals being exchanged, and that is because uh, it's not an urgent and pressing issue to get this thing done before training camp, which is going to start at the end of July. So uh, I think there are other contracts that the Browns might like to try to get done first, and then, and and, and again, this is not contentious. This doesn't mean they don't believe that he's their quarterback of the future because they do. Mm-hmm. And it will get done. It's just a matter of what.
1: I have a top five Browns who have the most pressure on them. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to give away what I can sell. And it was players only. If it were all Browns considered, is Joe Woods one through five when it comes to the top five who have the most pressure on him?
0: I guess I don't view the Joe Woods situation through the same prism as a lot of other people do, because when when I look at Joe last year, I think he did an absolutely remarkable job trying to hold together a defense with smoke and mirrors and Band-Aids and rubber bands and whatever else he had to do. Uh, To think that they went 11-5 and and made it all the way to the AFC Divisional game with that defense and those players and that many injuries, uh, I, I thought it was pretty incredible. I think Joe's an excellent coach. I think he's part of one of the best coaching staffs, uh, absolutely. Actually, the best coaching staff that I've seen on this team since the Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick staffs of the early 1990s. These are some really, really good coaches. Some of them are going to be going on to become head coaches, um, and and I just think Joe's a really good coach. So I I just don't think that. I don't know where the hot seat narrative came from. I don't know if that was a media Anthony Lima.
1: Yeah, Anthony Lima is a part of the media, and then we did get calls last year because Anthony Lima started to lead the charge about Joe Woods.
0: It was me. It was me, Mary Kay. (laughs) Okay, well, that solved that mystery. Um, But, you know, I I just don't see Joe as being on the hot seat this year. I see Joe as finally having some really, really good talent to work with.
1: Lyman, do you agree? Do you think that he's not on the hot seat to start the season? Well, when I, when I start to think about,
2: you know, this team and what could happen this year, you know, we, we find it hard to believe that the offense would take a step back. You know, even though defenses are going to adjust well, you feel like you got a good coaching staff and great talent around. On defense, you know, they're throwing a whole bunch of new guys into this kind of newish system because even Joe Woods admitted they did not even – we're not even able to play as much dime. Last year, as they wanted to play, not
1: and nearly as much. Not they only had 16 much. snaps of it last year. So,
2: so this year you've you, you've kind of got again a new system, a bunch of new players, and if anything holds them back, you would think it would be the defense. And they uh, essentially this off season, they threw money at the defense, they threw assets in draft picks at the defense. So if they don't perform, uh, it's not like the organization's going to fire themselves. I I think they'd be looking at changes.
0: Well, I suppose it depends on on the circumstances of of how that would go. I I just, I don't see it that way. Uh, I think they they add a lot of talent and they added a lot of really great leadership at every level of the defense. And when I watched the mini camp, uh, those guys already looked like they were starting to gel and come together. I really think it will help uh, that those defensive guys did show up for those. Uh, two weeks of OTAs before the mini camp. Uh, I think that went a long way toward defensive installation and just putting it out on the grass. Uh, There is something to be said for that instead of just doing it via Zoom. Uh, I saw some really, really good things. And once again, I think the the football acumen of the players that they put on this football team uh, and the fact that there are so many good leaders and just like Anthony Walker's and John Johnson's and Malik Jackson's. Uh, I, I think it will come together a little bit more quickly than some people think.
2: Uh, we've talked a lot about the division and, you know, where the Steelers were the Ravens and where the Browns are in the pecking order of the AFC North. And we've seen the odds. We've seen a lot of people talk about what's going to take to win this division. How important to the Browns goals are winning this division because Obviously, you want home field. You want an opportunity at something like that in the playoffs. But, you know, the Browns are also thinking about the bigger the the, the bigger fish to fry, which is, of course, being able to get to the AFC Championship game and have playoff success.
0: Well, I, I still think that's got to be your one of your immediate objectives is to go out there and try to win that AFC North. You don't want to have to leave it up to chance to try to get into the playoffs. And, yes, it is easier now that they've added – a team in each conference, it's much easier now. Uh, but still, uh, you really, really want to go out there and ensure that you're getting there. Uh, and that's going to mean trying like heck to win that AFC North. And they have a better chance of doing that this year because, as we saw, you know, some of their early games were their worst games of the season against Baltimore and against Pittsburgh. And there were times after those games where, you know, we wondered if Baker Mayfield was the quarterback of the future here, and, and we wondered about, uh, you know, if the Browns were going in the right direction. Well, uh, they did a 180, they got that all turned around after that, and now they, they can hit the ground running right from the start, and, and I think they have a, a much better chance of winning the division. I mean, think about this. People are, are talking about them as a Super Bowl team this year. They finished third in the AFC North last year. It's so easy to forget that. Uh, but it's a good reminder for them because they they cannot rest on their laurels this year.
1: Mary Kay Cabot joining us on the show. Yeah, it was weird because I I heard you know, Baker did that interview during the match, and Charles Barkley like he was trying to be respectful. He's like, "This is the first time I ever heard basically in forty years that you guys are talking about like winning a championship and and, and being picked." How much different is it this time around than what some of the conversation was in 2019? How much have they learned from that 2019 conversation leading in now to 2021?
0: Well, I I think they've learned a lot. And they have a coaching staff that can handle this sort of thing, that can handle expectations now. And, you know, I think you're going to hear a lot of that. I think you're going to hear about uh, the coaches and the players talking about we haven't accomplished anything, we haven't done anything yet, Uh, we still have to. Uh, put our heads down and win one game at a time. If you remember last year, Kevin Stefanski was all about that. They never wavered, even when uh, they lost that game uh, in Pittsburgh, and it just seemed like it was going to be doom and gloom. uh, You know, right after that, Alex Van Pelt came out and said, uh, the arrow is pointing up on Baker Mayfield. I mean, these guys know how to handle the the highs and the lows, and they will be so focused on the next game uh, that you you just won't hear that much about looking ahead until they get to the playoffs. And when they do, then it's open season, and it's time to start talking about winning a Super Bowl.
2: You know, obviously, like most Browns fans, I can't wait for that game against Kansas City. I love the fact that they get tested first thing, on the road, crazed environment. You know the Kansas City fans are going to bring it for that game. Uh, But I also kind of like it because I (laughs) – this is going to sound crazy. I don't think that game matters nearly as much – as some fans do. I think it's nope. such such a long season yep. now with 17 games, and they're going to be a way different team, hopefully for the better, at the end of the year than they are at the beginning of the year. With that said, do you think the Browns see that as a measuring stick game, an important game, a kitchen sink game? How do you think they're going to feel about that game?
0: Well, I, I do think they will see it as a measuring stick game. I do think that they will see it as possibly a sneak preview Uh, of the AFC championship game. Uh, So I think it's important from that standpoint. But you make a good point. It's not a make-or-break game. You expect them to lose some games. And if you're going to have to lose uh, a game during the season, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, there would be no shame in that. And it it might also fuel you for seeing them again down the road. So, yeah, I think it would be great for them to go out there and, and beat the Chiefs in week one, it would be fantastic for everybody involved. Uh, but if they don't do it and they just give them a really good battle, uh, that that might help them for down the road.
1: Mary Kay, a couple of other questions for you. When when did do you remember when you moved in with your husband? I do. What is the number one thing Anthony needs to know as he's about to embark on this journey moving in with his girlfriend?
0: Hmm, that's a great question.
1: Yeah, I'm right. It is. Uh,
0: The number one thing that you need to know about moving in with your significant other. There's
2: already been some questions about, you know, whether or not I'm going to be deprived of alone time, the ability to go out and do my quote own thing when I feel like doing my own thing. Uh, How much of that is gone going forward?
0: Uh, You know what? I'll tell you what. I I think that you guys. I think you guys are a great match, and I think that stuff is going to be easy when you get it right. Like Ken did with the amazing Lizzie, uh, it, it it's pretty easy. Some of the stuff is pretty easy. The one thing that, and the one thing that <laughs> that that Bill and I still struggle with is the temperature of the house <laughs> and the tent, <laughs> and the temperature of the room or the hotel. Uh, and you guys are missing an opportunity, by the way. So would you go look at my Instagram because I thought you were going to say something about this? No. Um. So, um. The temperature um, is, is an issue. I'm always cold. Okay. He's always hot. But other than that, when you get it right, it's usually pretty easy. And we just celebrated our 28th year anniversary. Wow. In fact, we're celebrating it now, this week. And um, anyways, so, yeah, I think, I think you guys are going to be okay. And whatever you need to go do on your own, you'll be able to do it And whatever she needs to do. She'll be able to do it because you guys are mature and secure and you're getting it right.
1: Go ahead. And I
2: see uh, you saw Chris Angel recently, Mary Kay.
0: Mm-hmm. I did, but I mentioned you guys in there. Did you read the caption? You
2: did? I,
1: Mary Kay, I'm not on Instagram. I have no idea. Uh, Mary Kay is in Vegas. Insta. She's in Vegas <laughs> right she now? She is in Vegas. Mary Kay, it's like 5.30 there. Well, what are you doing? i
2: talking to, to she us?
0: She
1: didn't go to sleep.
0: Oh. <gasps> I got up for you guys to do this because I love you guys. Oh my!
2: Now wait a second. Goodness. How? First of all, uh, did you have a big dinner last night too?
0: No, because we focused on going. No, we had, we had a nice dinner after the show. Yes, we okay. we went to the show first and then had dinner after. that. But I saw one of your friends on the plane out here, Ken.
1: Okay, my, one of my
0: friends? Well, not. Uh, he's a neighbor. He said he was. A, he's a neighbor. Oh. Okay, Mike, his name was Mike.
1: Neighbor Mike. Okay, we got to talk about this off the air.
0: So shout out to neighbor Mike. But yes, I I set my alarm for um, 510 and it was one of the worst decisions that I've ever made in my entire life. (laughs) But I'm here for you guys. Just want you to know. I think
2: you sound you sound great. We've had people just pretty much sleepwalk uh, through a lot of our (laughs) interviews this early in the morning, especially our West Coast guests. So so Vegas is back open and ready to go. Right. There are no restrictions or anything like that.
0: No, there are restrictions. Um, there are some restrictions, but, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. The show that I saw last night was was absolutely packed. And,
2: Did Chris Angel uh, make COVID disappear?
0: <laughs> it, absolutely. That was a fantastic show, by the way. Was we, it good? Was just, it was so good. I mean, we're out here to see a couple of Cir- Cirque shows because our daughter is in training to be a, a Cirque artist, and uh, she's not here with us. She's still stuck in Canada. But, um but so we came out to support the the shows, and uh, so we went to Chris Angel last night, and it was fantastic. I would highly recommend it.
2: What's on the schedule today? What do we got going on?
0: Today is just our anniversary dinner this evening, and then just whatever else. The pool. I I, I lost my phone at the pool yesterday, uh, so that was interesting. Um, well, I've lost my I, I, phone
2: many times at those pools. All right did you did you have a cabana at the pool? Did you have a day bed? Explain the pool situation.
0: No, but here's the thing: I did not have a day bed, and I did not have a cabana. What is your However, husband
2: doing? What's going on here? It's your anniversary. <laughs> you should have some privacy. It's only the 28th. It's not the 30th. Are you? Were you at the topless pool, Mary Kay? Uh,
1: Anthony, no. Mary no. Kay. I no, apologize. you don't. No,
2: Mary Kay doesn't have to be topless. I've been at the topless pool. Mary Kay, do not answer That's that. That's a
1: normal question for Vegas. Don't answer stupid over there. Don't do this. Not answering
0: that. I Thank mean, you. Th- no, the answer that to that is no. But so my kids sent me my location of oh. my phone. So they sent me a cute, this cute little picture that had four, the four different pools of the place that we're staying and the little ping. And so I had to go around and find the right pool from the bird's eye view. Mm. Then I had to uh, start counting day beds to get to where the ping was. And then when I got to where the ping was... I had to start asking some very drunk people if anybody had seen a phone or found (laughs) a phone. (laughs) And and they said, oh, yes, yes, Natalie has it. She's in Cabana 11. So I go over to Cabana 11. She's not there. And they're like, we don't know where she is. We don't know where she is. So I had to, like, you know, jump through a lot of hoops. Anyways, Natalie comes back. I get the phone. I made some new friends. Uh, It was a great little Vegas story.
1: What it's all about. Mary Kay, we... We thank you very much for the time. We really sincerely do this time. You really shouldn't have, have given us the time of day. Go back to bed. We, we appreciate you. Happy anniversary to you and Bill. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
1: Mary Kay Cabot, the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get
2: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.